0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a younger product? It's
1: to be Jeff. The green rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to
0: all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount
2: Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 328 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, longest-running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother,
0: Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? When this show drops on Sunday... Guess what?
2: Uh, we will be 17 days away from Mexican pizza.
0: It's going to be May. God damn it. <laughs> Listen,
2: Justin Timberlake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but to your point, yes. Also, 18 days away from Mexican pizza. Unless you have the app, then you're 16 days away from Mexican pizza, which you and I will both be eating during the recording of that Thursday's show or that Sunday show, that week of whatever the 19th falls on. Right. We will be eating Mexican pizzas during the broadcast, giving our, uh, our full review of them. Is it the same? Did they change it? We'll find out, and we'll let you know.
2: We got a message from Ralphie Vibes, and Ralphie was like, you guys have been talking about Mexican pizzas and Taco Bell this whole episode. I'm going at lunch to get <laughs> Taco Bell. And I was like, I was like, dude, go for it, man. Go for
0: it. The fat boy influencers strike again.
2: <laughs> I thought we weren't influencers, dude.
0: Well, you know, when people are just calling you influencer, yeah, I guess you just got to lean into it at a certain point. But hey, if we're driving business Taco Bell's way, my job here is done. We're also wrestling <laughs> figures too, but, you know, whatever.
2: Uh, exactly, exactly. So what else is going on? Any energy drinks lately?
0: Uh, I did have a bang today, a peach mango. Just... There was one in the fridge. I said, "Eh, peach mango, I'll take it. Because black cherry vanilla is Shannon's favorite. So I have to leave those for her. Well, I don't have to, but they're not really my favorite. She loves them, so I just leave them. And the only other one in there was a peach mango. So yeah, bang peach mango going today. Uh, It's been a busy week at work. So it's nice to kind of sit down with you tonight and talk figures.
2: Aw, you know how to warm the cockles of my heart.
0: Well, okay, well, let's go there. Let's lean into that one. So did you see the Contreras brothers today exchange lineup cards? I didn't see it. I got the bleacher report on it, though. Oh, dude, it was so nice. What'd they do? They hugged. They had a moment. The one from the Cubs was crying. It was great.
2: Did they go and practice karate? (laughs)
0: Well, no, there was no garage. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so they couldn't. They had to wait until after, and they got to mom and dad's house. They go downstairs to the garage. Then they practice karate. (laughs) Then they make bunk beds. It's magical. (laughs)
2: if anybody want to get any of our shirts head on over to pro wrestling teaser whatamaneuver.net you can follow us on twitter youtube snapchat and the book of faces at fully posable instagram fully posable W F P. you can listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, stitcher itunes iheart radio and spotify please rate and review on itunes and you can send us any audio questions questions or anything else at all send it on over to fully posable wfp at gmail dot com speaking of youtube scott and i's handsome faces were on the trap door to hell podcast where we sat back with travis gunderson and we just ran the gamut of every topic under the world we felt like breaker and Baines, where we were talking like movies sports talk funko pops funko pops alcohol yeah we ran the gamut well you and travis ran the gamut on that one
0: <laughs> yeah it was If you want to get to know Jeff and I a little more, definitely check it out. It was, like Jeff said, every kind of topic under the sun. We covered it, and we just kind of talked about everything. It was, what, almost two hours, hour and a half, something like that? Yeah, it was about an hour
2: and a half because we started at 5.30, ended at 7. So, yeah, about an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, fun conversation. Travis was a great host, very gracious. Asked a lot of great questions. We talked music, and, man, you name it, we talked about it. It was a lot of fun. I was telling you the other day, I've been
2: seeing the commercials for Blackened during the Giants games, and it makes me think of you every single time,
0: dude. That's funny. I've become associated with Blackened Whiskey. (laughs) Taco Bell, Blackened Whiskey. (laughs) Your poor heart heart and arteries. Holy crap, dude. I know, right? Hey, when you think of Scott, what do you think of? Whiskey, Taco Bell, and G.I. Joe figures. Oh, and (laughs) wrestling figures, because he's on a wrestling figure podcast
2: taco bell and whiskey and your damaged b piece holy crap dude
0: (laughs) it's a real warrior down there
2: (laughs) are we naming that thing right now (laughs) go for it is it the ultimate warrior (laughs) dingo warrior
0: (laughs) the steel ringed warrior
2: oh no okay battling again oh no is this gonna stand the podcast find out sunday
0: it's not happy Mexican pizza's coming back. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you gotta pass more shell. Come on.
2: Uh, so, I do want to thank Travis for having us on the Trapdoor to Hell podcast. You can find that on YouTube. Also, I want to throw it over to the great Sean Ng and Will from the Squared Circle Action Figure podcast. They sent us a couple of their new. Figure bodyguards, a.k.a. figure protectors. You can go on to squaredcircleafp.com. Over there, they have different types of figure bodyguards that you can pick up. Designed by Sean Ng. They have one that is a clamshell. But they also have one that is a full bodyguard that protects different types of figures that holds jacks, elites, Different style of elite packagings throughout the years that these can hold. Defining moments. They even hold the old Jack's Legends of the Rings figures. You can go over to squaredcircleafp.com. And you will be able to find them over there. They do have clamshells for AEW figures as well. We got some in the mail, and we want to thank Will. And these things are awesome. Another option for us to get clamshells for our figures or
0: bodyguards. And for those of you out there that are not familiar with Sean Ng, Sean Ng is one of the biggest wrestling figure collectors out there. From prototypes to figures that haven't even hit the pegs yet. He's got anything and everything in between. Uh, he posts his collection pictures to Facebook and just it's, it's mind-boggling. The stuff that this guy has in his collection. You've got to know that this guy wants his figures protected and he's going to make the best product that he can to protect those figures. So definitely worth a look. Go look at the guy's collection. Then know that he wants those things protected. He's going to make a great product. Go check them out. Definitely.
2: Also, they make the retro style clamshell and bodyguards as well. So check those out again. AF or actually it's not squared circle. S Q D circle I'm so used to saying squared circle.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you did say it a couple times earlier. So one more time. What's that website, Jeff S as in Scott. Oh, here we go.
2: Q. Oh, wait, are we going back to the earlier days when I used to name the wrestlers?
0: No, just give us the website, please.
2: Okay. S Q D.
0: don't don't okay
2: okay i'm gonna stop right there okay yeah you better
0: because you were gonna get to d and go sideways on the listeners so
2: sqd circle i'll post that link as well when i drop the show on twitter as well scott it is draft day today ah yes it is the nfl draft so i thought it would be fun on the fly you and i We're going to draft, I guess it's kind of like a Survivor Series team, I guess. But what we're going to do is we are going to draft two teams of five guys, LJNs only.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. So we have our whole pile of LJNs in front of us. And instead of what we usually did when we did like a battle royal where we turn our head and just grab a body out of the LJN pile, we have full visibility to the entire LJN roster and we're each picking a team of five? Yes. Yes. Nice. Okay.
2: So here's the criteria, and this is the criteria that I'm going off of. The best-looking LJNs.
0: Oh. Okay, so not necessarily, like, the best team of five that could beat the other team of five. We're going off of, like, pretty LJNs, essentially.
2: Pretty LJNs. That's what we're doing right here on the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast.
0: I see. Hmm. Ooh, I like this one. Okay. So I will let you go first. Oh, wait. Are you sure? You don't want to do like a game to determine who goes first?
2: Okay. Uh, how are we going to do this game amongst each other?
0: Hmm. No, I'll just go first. It's fine.
2: Okay. You go first.
0: Hulk Hogan number two in the white.
2: Okay. it's a good one, actually. I am going to go Warlord.
0: Oh, that's a great pick. With my second, I'm going Bam Bam Bigelow.
2: God damn it.
0: And now right. I'm two-fifths of the way to Hogan's '87 Survivor Series team. <laughs> Would you like to guess where I'm going next?
2: <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm going Ravishing Rick Rude. I'm just joking. It's a joke. It's a joke, people.
0: <laughs> wow. I was like, dude, you just went against all the criteria you specified.
2: <laughs> okay. So you went Bam Bam Bigelow. That was actually my next draft pick, but you stole them. I am going to go
0: Macho Man. Oh, that's a good one. Well, since you said said aesthetically pleasing, yes. you couldn't do much with him in the ring because of his pose and what he was wearing, but just visually a good-looking figure, and that's the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Dude, are you just going Black Cardell, Jan? No, I'm not trying to. That's just how it's working out.
2: All right, all right, all right. Okay, now a figure that... A lot of people forget about, but I do love, and I think it's a very, it captures people's eye when you're walking down that figure aisle. And that one is Coco Beware.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that Coco is awesome, especially because it comes with Frankie too.
2: Very colorful. Yes. Comes with with Frankie. I love it.
0: I'm going to go Coco Beware. Okay. I like that. Again, not one that you could really do much with in the ring. But just to look at, cool-looking figure. Hmm. Okay, so I get my number four pick here. I'm going to go Kamala.
2: Ooh, good one, good one, good one.
0: I thought they did a really good job on that Kamala. Unfortunately, and LJN was known for including accessories, I don't know why they didn't do the mask with him. I wish they would have done the mask. Maybe done the shield. Like, even if they couldn't have made the mask to where it fit over the head, maybe the shield would have been cool.
2: Well, The Shield wasn't around in 86. I don't even think they were born.
0: Oh, I see you brought some wrestling humor today. Good. Dad joke. Dad joke. Excellent. <laughs> all right, so you're going Kamala. Going Kamala. couple of all big right. men on the team. Got my technical wrestler in Dibiase. Got the super heavyweight in Hogan. And they're all really pretty.
2: All right. Um... Honky was a good looking one, but I don't,
0: uh, uh, it was a lot of blue and then you rubbed off his face paint and it was more blue.
2: Yeah. Nate ring skirts. And I were having that conversation the other day. Um, all right. <laughs> I am going to go. This is a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> I may take I may take the full fifteen minutes like they do in the uh, real NFL draft, dude. <laughs> By the way, side note, it drives me nuts in the NFL draft when the first team takes forever to make their first pick, dude. You had four months to decide who you want your number one pick to be, and they wait like the full twelve minutes or fifteen minutes, whatever it is. It's
0: like, come on. <laughs> yeah, apparently they weren't discussing names; they were discussing what they were going to bring in for lunch.
2: <laughs> All right. My fourth pick, I'm going Demolition Axe. I will go back to the black cards.
0: Yeah, Demolition Axe is a very, very solid figure. So you have the powers of Demolition on your team. I do, I do. Good picks. Hmm. Uno Mas. Well, if we're going to go pretty, Jeff, I guess I have to go King Harley Race. Ooh, good one. (laughs) A lot of purple going on there. Again, not not one you can really do too much with in the ring. They gave him a horrible pose. He's wearing his jacket. He's got his crown. But, man, that's a good-looking figure.
2: All right. My last one, and my Mr. Irrelevant, which is kind of funny. I'm going to go one-man gang.
0: Okay. I like that one-man gang figure a lot. That's a great call.
2: All right. So that's our, I shouldn't say team, but that is our draft of five. Yes, our team pretties, if you will. You know what? I almost said Slick. Because Slick, he had the top hat. He had this, like, really nice suit. I, I don't know, dude. I loved Slick. Although, I did like the Captain Lou Albano. That one was colorful as well.
0: Well, what would your team be without a manager at ringside? Are you going Slick? I will go... I'm going to go Captain Lou, just because of the girth. Oh, yeah, that Captain Lou figure so good. They killed it on the managers, dude. Every yeah, single did. one of them is fan- Fantastic. I'm going to go Luscious Johnny Valiant.
2: Oh, good call. Speaking of aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, that's a great call right there.
0: Yeah, there was just something about that figure. And honestly, dude, I don't think we had that one. No, we do. We have Johnny V?
2: Yeah, I bought a mint on... Well, (laughs) the card was torn to stuff. Oh. but I Yeah, I purchased it at a uh, vintage toy show in Colorado. Oh, nice. Vintage toy shop, I should say. Sorry, my bad. Sweet. Okay. But the card is just completely mangled, so I don't even know why I have them on card.
0: Yeah, you may as well just open it and have a yeah, really yeah, minty yeah, LJN. Yeah.
2: Oh, don't. Okay, one, don't say minty. Two, <laughs> I'm not opening up an LJN.
0: It's just it's blasphemy in our moc world.
2: Yeah, and please don't say minty. I hate that word.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, uh, that brand new LJN smell. Oh. That is true.
2: Dude, omission. Already an omission. Oh. How did we leave off Haku?
0: Well, because I picked King Harley Race instead. Okay. No, Haku's a good-looking figure. I think Haku's a great-looking figure. But Haku would have been better, not in his Islanders gear, because, again, that's one half of a tag team. True. We didn't get the other half, ever. He would have been better served in his King outfit.
2: Yeah, true. Very, yeah, very He would true. have looked
0: better in the purple, The I don't even know what those were, like half pants, half yeah. tights, I don't know, half tights, and then the purple crown.
2: Well, it's the uh, workout pants where they come up and around the calves.
0: Yes, capris, if you will. Yes,
2: yes, capris.
0: Yeah, I think Haku would have looked better in his king, and his royal purple gear, as opposed to the Islanders, because you put him in the Islanders gear, you're expecting to get the other half of the team. Never got that.
2: By the way, another omission from last week. So I said Ren and Stimpy did the happy dance. They actually did that song, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy. Yeah. Happy dance was from basketball. Remember when they were getting pissed off and they're all doing the happy dance? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I guess I need to go back and watch that movie since I don't remember that part.
2: By the way, have you picked anything up?
0: Let me see. Did I or Yes. Uh, Hasbro had the G.I. Joe Fest thing on Tuesday that didn't leave me overwhelmed. But it didn't exactly leave me underwhelmed. So, Jeff, I guess I was just whelmed. I was somewhere in the middle. And we will get to probably the biggest reveal of that during the news. But I did put pre-orders down on Rakondo, Bazooka. Those were both targets. And then Dusty, Zorana, and the Crimson Guard over at BBTS. Those are all coming in 2023, Shannon. So, don't worry. There's no credit card charges yet. Those will come in 2023. So that's that's it. No wrestling figures at all. I'm still waiting on my Hogan and T, which, by the way, uh, the Hogan and T's have already started to hit, those Ultimate Editions. So definitely keeping my eyes open for those. It says June on my BBTS pre-order, uh-huh. but I'm hoping to get them in May.
2: It's going to be May?
0: It's going to be May. <laughs> I fingers did fingers crossed. I did pick up the Alexa Bliss Ultimate. Oh, that's a great looking figure. Yeah. Christopher Dean just dipped his toes into the ultimate pool, got his first one and it was Alexa. And I was like, dude, you couldn't have picked a better one. That one is awesome.
2: That's one of the best ultimates they've done so far.
0: Agree. Agree. If I see it on the pegs, I'm most likely going to pick it up. I won't order it online because I don't want to pay for shipping. But if I see it on the pegs, which chances are good that I will, I'm going to be picking that one up.
2: Scott, we do have a little bit of, okay, we've got a lot of news. We better jump into it, dude.
0: Let's go talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today?
2: All right, Scott. Just breaking news right before we started recording tonight from CNBC: Toy maker Mattel <clears throat> Explore Sale has held talks with Apollo L. Catamaran. Sure. Key points. Toy maker Mattel is exploring a sale and has held talks with buyout firms, including Apollo Global Management Incorporated and L. Catterton, a source familiar with the matter, told readers on Tuesday. The talks on a possible sale come a few months after the California-based company's chief executive officer, and I can never pronounce his name, Yanon Kreis, I think his name is? Close enough. Thank you. Said Mattel has completed its turnaround plan and was in growth mode. The talks on a possible sale come a few months after the California based company's chief executive officer, Kreis, said Mattel has completed its turnaround plan and was in growth mode. Uh, in it. <laughs> like Valvinus. <laughs> Me too, Kreis. Me too. <laughs> In its fourth quarter results in February, Mattel forecasted full-year profit above analysis estimates, citing robust demand for its Barbie dolls and other toys that would help the toy maker weather rampant supply chain disruptions. Catterton declined to comment. Mattel and Apollo Global Management did not immediately respond to requests for comment. In January, Mattel won the rights to produce dolls based on Disney royalty like Elsa and Jasmine, snatching back a highly lucrative license from arch-rival Hasbro. The Wall Street Journal reported on the potential sale
0: of the toy maker earlier on Tuesday, so... Yeah, it's surprising they didn't mention us as possible buyers, you know, Toon Worldwide.
2: I've got two corn dogs and about $400. Let's talk.
0: Wow. You have $400? Dude, I've got some belly button lint and a quarter in my pocket. Let's do this. Wait,
2: maybe we can sell them some rubber nipples like Ren and Stimpy did.
0: (laughs) Would you be interested in a log?
2: But yeah, that's kind of interesting. That literally just popped up right before. Well, they said it was reported on Tuesday. We just got the news today.
0: So anyways. Yeah. As long as they keep the WWE license. Whatever.
2: All right. Now the biggest talk in toy going on right now. Actually, let me go and let, let me get the wrestling figures out of the way because the other talk is pretty damn huge. Uh, Our buddies over at Cella Toys, they had a table booth going on over in the UK, and they showed off the renderings for the killer bees that do come with masks. Love that. And Eddie Guerrero retros. These I'm kind of stoked about these, like the retro figures I'm, I'm all in on killer bees. You're hitting my nostalgia button and Uh, with the masks and with the masks, dude, this is huge.
0: Yeah, no, that's incredible news, but I have to question, is Chella going to put the killer bees in wrestling boots or the black and yellow Jordans?
2: Uh, it's going to be wrestling boots, Scott.
0: Yeah, it'll probably be wrestling boots. Let's not get crazy. So they do come with the mask. That is great, dude. No, I love that. That was always a staple accessory of the killer bees. And unfortunately, the LJNs did not come with them. The Jax Classics did, which is why I love those figures so much. But dude, to have them in retro scale now to throw into your Hasbro collection or your WWE Mattel retro collection, absolutely love that. Great job, Chella.
2: And I don't want to leave out the Eddie Guerrero. The Eddie Guerrero, he's in his 1997 Halloween Havoc tights.
0: Very Great good. look.
2: What I love the most is the bangs kind of draped down over the side of the face. Brian Tippen did a hell of a job on this.
0: Yeah. Nice job, dude. And Chella, kudos on these three announcements. That's incredible.
2: Absolutely. Now jump back over to Hasbro, but sticking with kind of wrestling. They showed off Sergeant Slaughter and the G.I. Joe classifieds just when I was out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This will be my last G.I. Joe, I promise. I said this after the Crimson Twins that they were going to be my last. The Sergeant Slaughter
0: will be my last. Okay, well, he's not up for pre order yet. I will definitely give you a heads up when I hear when he does go up for pre order. They were kind of coy when it came to what accessory he's going to come with. If you are familiar with the three and three quarter G.I. Joes that had the Renaissance in 2007 for their 25th anniversary line, they made a Sergeant Slaughter that came with a heavyweight title belt. And you've seen Slaughter hold this at numerous conventions. It's got G.I. Joe across the front. I'm hoping his accessories are a steel chair, the title belt, and then his little tank that he was packaged with way back when in the 80s. But if he's not coming with a vehicle, I hope it's a steel chair and a title belt. But this is amazing for Slaughter because he's now being made by Hasbro with the G.I. Joe line. He's being made by Valiverse. In fact, he has two versions from them. And Mattel continues to produce Sergeant Slaughter figures. This is incredible. What a time to be a Sergeant Slaughter fan. As we in California say, you're getting hella Sergeant Slaughter figures. Yes,
2: they had showed off the Sergeant Slaughter. They didn't show off any accessories. They just showed off the articulated
0: Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, they're being kind of coy as to what his accessories are going to be. But dude, if he comes with a title belt, that's going to be awesome. If they hold true to form to what his uh, mail-away figure was... It'll come with like a little riding crop accessory, but I'm really hoping for a title belt. I think that'd be awesome.
2: All right. Now the biggest news in toy collecting this
0: past week. MOC collectors pay attention.
2: Hasbro is now going away from plastic. Now their toys are still plastic. However, the windows on the front of the packaging is going away. So What's going to replace it? Are the figures just going to be out there for the Takens? No, they will be inside a cardboard box for the Takens. Because Mint on Card people don't even know what figure is inside there. Because it's all one piece of cardboard. I will say, I have seen pictures of certain X-Men. And the front of the packaging, the artwork is absolutely beautiful. I will give them credit on that. But it's annoying right now because that is how we see the figure. The figure is what sells us. The figure is what grabs us. I understand we're trying to be eco-friendly. I get it. I get it. I, I'm out in California. I completely understand. However, that figure is what sells us. How many times have all of us walked into a store and been like, oh, that figure was just so good I couldn't pass it up?
0: Yes. Impulse buy. buy.
2: How many times have we done that? And the reason I'm throwing a little bit of a complaint fest right now is because we all know in the toy world, monkey see, monkey do. Hasbro's going to do this. Guess what's going to happen? There's a great chance that Mattel will do it. Now Mattel hasn't announced anything, but we've mentioned it before. Monkey see, monkey do. Whatever Hasbro does, Mattel will follow suit. Whatever Mattel does, Hasbro will follow suit. It just runs in lockstep. So this is why I'm kind of concerned about this because... Being a mint on card person, I'm not going to buy a box and just be like, okay, the artwork on the front's great, but I can't see the figure. On top of that, I can't get that. Well, I can get it signed, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to get a box art signed. So maybe this comes to an end of collecting and getting figures signed. There's a lot that goes into this that it's kind of making me concerned they are doing this with GI Joes, Transformers, Star Wars Black Series, and as forementioned, Marvel Legends. This is not good for mint-on-card people, and I've actually heard from a few Has- mint-on-card Hasbro people that have already said that they're out. They're done. They're not collecting anymore because they want to see the figure. They want to make sure that when they pop open the box, that the figure is inside, there's gonna be no guarantee that the figure's inside unless there's highly these sensors or something. you you know, bells and whistles go off if somebody pops open the top or something. So, anyways. Oh, where'd that come from? Sorry. <laughs> oh
0: oh. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to jump in, dude. You were like fully in motion right there.
2: I'm sorry, dude. It's just making me really nervous because one, I love to get these things signed.
0: Yes. Well, you brought up an interesting point about the fig swappers, right? The people that go in, open up the package, take the figure out, put a replacement in. So most of that is not done in the store to the best of my knowledge. A lot of it is done after they buy the figure. They take it home or they take it to their car, stuff a different figure in, and then just go do the exchange or the, the return. So now that makes it twice as hard. Right? I don't think a lot of the people accepting the returns on figures were super eagle-eyed to where they could look and be like, there's no way that this figure that's in here is this figure on the package, so I'm not returning this. Now this makes it extra hard on them because they don't even get to see what the figure is anymore.
3: So when right. these things
0: get returned, are they going to be open to verify what's inside? So now you're putting figures back on the pegs that have already been opened, which is an MOC collector. I absolutely don't want that. And on top of that, as you mentioned, Jeff, the whole autograph thing, that's a big reason why I buy wrestling figures is to go get them signed. And this is going to take away from that for sure. Cause like you said, the box art is really pretty, but you want to see the figure inside, right? Every figure I have displayed in my hallway, every single one of them, you can see the figure. And that is a big part of it to me. It's always been wrestling figures. It's not wrestling box art. I'm not collecting them for that. I'm collecting them to see the figure. Yes, I'm MOC on most of my collection. But I can at least see the figure that's inside. And when you put a signature over the top of that, it makes it extra special, at least for me. So now they come in a box? Game changer. Unless I want to specifically open that figure, it's a pass for me. And that sucks. That really, really sucks. Because I'm not displaying box art. I'm displaying wrestling figures. So as you said, Mattel hasn't announced anything yet. But... Like you said, also, this is a monkey see, monkey do thing. Now for GI Joes, once I get the detolfs, I'm going to be opening my GI Joe collection. So I don't really care if it's box art or clear plastic window. Doesn't matter. Those are getting opened. So for the Marvel collectors, for the Star Wars collectors, Transformers, GI Joes, for those of you that are MOC and you want to see your figures displayed, this news sucks. And I'm wondering, is this a game changer for the collector community? Are people going to stop collecting specific figures or all of the figures just because they now come in a box instead of that clear window where you can see the figure inside?
2: The other thing is, is, is Hasbro shooting themselves in the foot? I mean, they—my uh, buddy Norm has told me this—but Hasbro's already raised the prices on the Marvel Legends figures like close to ten bucks in two years. Because I think they're like twenty six ninety nine or twenty seven ninety nine or twenty. I don't. I forget. It's the high twenties.
0: I was eyeballing that new Spider Man that they announced. The six. I think it's the sixtieth anniversary. The Amazing Spider Man. It
2: looks so good,
0: but again, it, what is it twenty eight ninety nine? Yeah, it's twenty eight ninety nine, and the figure's badass. If it was like eighteen or nineteen bucks, even twenty bucks, I'd be like, okay, I'm really considering this. But now you're pushing almost thirty bucks. Well, that's almost the price of an ultimate. I'm not right. going to get a Spider-Man figure over an Ultimate Edition. No way. If I had that Spider-Man and Alexa side by side, that Alexa's coming home, not Spider-Man.
2: Right, right. And actually, the, I think the box art's actually going to be changed on that Spider-Man too.
0: Well, the early pictures of the new G.I. Joe figures that we had mentioned earlier, they all showed the clear plastic window. Okay. But I don't know how quickly this change from Hasbro is coming. So that could have just been a drawing with the figure kind of like the drawing superimposed behind the figure. So I don't know that it's actually going to be for that G.I. Joe series, the the full box, as opposed to the clear plastic window. There's no word yet, but early pictures state that the plastic window is still going to be on those.
2: So from what I can tell, somebody did a live stream and it looks like the box opens from the top. The Hasbro packaging opens from the top. And as I said, the box art is absolutely stunning. The, whoever the artist is, did an amazing job on the, a few that I've seen come through.
0: Well, it is Marvel.
2: <laughs> well, true. It's true. But, and it looks, you know, it looks great. But again, there's something about seeing the toy inside where it's like, you know, I wasn't going to buy that figure and now I need it. But anyways, from what it looks like, the box opens from the top inside will be two cardboard kind of protectors where the figure will f- fall down the middle. And the figure, I guess is wrapped in paper from what I could tell. Oh, uh, yeah, it looked like there was some paper in there. So I'm not I'm not 100% sure I'll have to get clarification from everybody because this is still early, early news right now.
0: These sound like old school mail-aways where they just came in a cardboard box wrapped in plastic. <laughs> or just a figure in a plastic bag. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you open up the cardboard box, there's your figure wrapped in plastic. Have a good day. It's hard to kind
2: of see. I know times change, right? And I know we've got to be eco-friendly, and I understand that but man, that's one thing that's going to be hard to push is like a box is supposed to sell me. I'm come from the generation where the toy sells me.
0: Right. So, right. It's- and you brought up a great point about the, the impulse buys, Jeff, how often you've gone in and seen a figure. And I think for you, that spawn figure you saw at target is a prime example. Yeah. If if you're just looking at a box, you're going to walk right by it. Oh, I'm, I don't collect spawn. That's not a big deal, but because of that clear plastic window, you saw how cool that spawn figure was. And you took that figure home. And that goes for wrestling figures, Marvel, Star Wars. I wouldn't have bought that Boba Fett at the toy show if it was just in a box and I couldn't see the figure inside. I would have passed it up. But I saw how cool the figure was through that window. And I'm like, dude, this figure's coming home.
2: Yeah. And I'm trying to not be negative, Nancy. Again, it's that generation in me where I'm walking down a toy aisle and I see a figure and I'm like, oh. God, the pictures don't even do that justice. The figure looks 10 times better in the packaging. And then you pick it up and you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I've got I got a couple extra dollars. I worked a couple hours of OT. I can pick up this figure.
0: Yes. And again, if you're a loose collector, this is a moot point. It's not a big deal either way. And in fact, this might be a better way if you are a loose collector who likes to retain the box. This probably makes it even better for you because now you've got a super colorful box that you can display somewhere in your house in addition to being able to display the figure. That's cool. You know, or you just put it in storage, whatever, and now you've got a box for your figure if you ever decide to sell it. But man, as an MOC collector, as you said many times, Jeff, we don't buy these things for the box. You know, we buy it. We want the card in good condition, but then we want to see the figure inside too. Yes, we keep it in the packaging, but we still want to enjoy the figure through the window. And that's the part that could be taken away. And as a wrestling figure collector who likes to get his figure signed, that is definitely a game changer for me. If Mattel goes the same route as Hasbro
2: and box art is uh, box art will sell me sometimes. I mean, look at the elite legends, the earlier, earlier ones, you know, like the ax and smash from those elite legends, the artist, whoever did that was, did a fantastic job but the figure was front and center. That's... Yes.
0: The, the packaging was the nice enhancement to an already incredible figure.
2: The presentation of it was just awesome. So Oh, anyway.
0: exactly. Exactly. Did we beat this dead horse? I think we did. And again, you know, there's no threat to the wrestling figure collectors yet, right? Because Hasbro doesn't have a wrestling figure license yet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's jumping in that pool. We'll see who's next. But it could come to Mattel. Because like you said, it goes lockstep. One makes a decision, the other follows. So this is one that I really hope Mattel does not follow. And the MOC collectors that are in the Hasbro camp, I hope that they make their voices heard by... Man, I, I hate to say boycott, but as you said, Norm is already having massive issue with it between the increase already in dollars, and then now you don't. if you're not a loose collector, you don't even really get to see the figure inside. And that sucks because you don't want to open the thing up if you're an MOC collector, right? You want to keep the packaging intact. So that just makes it really tough for the MOC people who want to see the figure.
2: Oh, don't worry about Norm, dude. He already went and purchased some figures yesterday from Marvel Legends. (laughs)
0: It's okay. So he's not picked up his torch and pitchfork and marched to the offices like, I'm not buying anymore. He's still buying. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, Norm was like, "I've got to be done with Marvel Legends. I've just have. To, I'm. I'm out. I've got to be out." And then he goes to Target and he picks up six yesterday. He picked up. Uh, okay. So you're gonna have to help me with this. Okay. So I know Thor. He picked up Thor.
0: Okay. Is this from the new movie? I don't know. Okay.
2: Thor, was this Love Thunder? Love. Oh
0: yeah, that's from the new movie.
2: Love Thunder Gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, King Valkyrie. Okay. Star okay, Star Lord, I know, Groot, I know. He picked these up. Ravage Thor?
0: Ravager Thor, yes.
2: And Gore. Okay.
0: Uh think- you know Christian Bale of uh Batman fame plays Gore.
2: Who has the dumb mouth?
0: That's some people's opinions, yes. <laughs>
2: okay. I can't unsee it. <laughs> it's 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 just awkward. Anyways.
0: Yeah, it's like once you point that out to somebody. Forget about it. That's all you're going to see. You're going to watch the entire Batman movie just staring at his mouth. And speaking of G.I. Joe, Jeff, did you hear that G.I. Joe, the cartoon movie, is going to be returning to theaters this July? Certain theaters are going to carry it, and I think it's only a one or two day engagement.
2: G.I. Joe cartoon movie? Yes. No, I didn't hear about this.
0: Were they killed and then unkilled Duke? Yes, they are going to bring that movie back to certain theaters, limited run, one or two days. Get your tickets now. See if your local theater is carrying it.
2: Well, they killed an unkilled Duke because of the whole Optimus Prime thing, right?
0: Correct. Yes. They got That's... so much blowback from the parents and kids for killing off beloved Optimus Prime that they tried to do the same thing to Duke in the G.I. Joe movie. And they're like, oh, never mind. Even though he fully has a death scene in the cartoon. At the very end, they're like, Duke just woke up from his coma. And there was much rejoicing. Kids across the globe cheered. <laughs> I also mentioned this on the
2: Trapdoor podcast, but uh, we were in the office the other day and we saw a lino sword for 600 bucks. Oh. Yeah, dude. It was like 41 inch sword.
0: So when does it arrive to your doorstep?
2: Not for 600 bucks. Nah, not, I'm out, dude.
0: Chicken. <laughs> well, think of all the money you're going to save on boxed figures you're not buying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out on Hasbro. Definitely out on Hasbro. I'm gonna get the Sergeant Slaughter and then Ixnay on Hasbro. Done on Hasbro. Okay, but well it, you're
0: saving money not buying GI Joes. Invest right. in the Liono Sword, dude.
2: Oh my God, dude! I've got to I've got to pay Mattel and Corn Dogs, dude.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we got a company to buy. Never mind.
2: We've got to make this happen. We got a company to buy. Elon just bought Twitter. We're buying Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well then, as your second investor, I forbid you from buying that Lionel Sword. Unless you buy that sword and call yourself Lionel Richie, and walk around singing All Night Long. Then you have my permission to buy that sword. I love that joke. But then you have to buy me one so I can do the same thing.
2: <laughs> all night long. All night. We have WWE Elite 52.
0: <laughs> Cue the music
3: on and see.
2: Before we get into WWE Elite Series 52, we want you guys to head over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you will be able to follow along as Scott reads off this list. So head on over there, go to WWE section, go to the Mattel section, the WWE main Elite line section, look for Elite Series 52, and follow along as we read off this list. Again wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. Also, I'm doing a call-out to the listeners because I can't find this on Google. But you know how when RSC sends out a picture of an elite mainline that is going to be coming up, but they don't have pictures of the figure, so they just throw in the wrestlers? Oh, yes. There was one that had Coco Beware. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had that on my phone, and now I can't find it. So, if anybody has that, would you be able to send me that picture, if you happen to have it? Because there was one picture where they had Coco in there, and I can't remember which Elite mainline section it was for, or Elite series it was for. I want to say it was in the 50s or late 40s. I can't remember exactly. But if you guys happen to have that, or if you happen to remember, just send it on over, DM us, or whatnot, and I, I'm just looking for that picture. I just am on the hunt for that. So if you guys happen to have that, send it on over or hit me up. All right. Scott,
0: WWE Elite Series 52, what you got? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 52 consisted of Braun Strowman. He came with a yellow gurney, but he did not come with a urinal for his garage, Jeff.
2: Does he really have a urinal in his garage?
0: Yes. Yes, he does. and he's And he's very proud of it.
2: Man, he's controlling his own narrative.
0: I hope he keeps his door closed. Next up, <laughs> D'Lo Brown, first time in the line. Came with the European title and his famous chest protector. Next up, Ken Shamrock was packaged with his red robe, cloth goods. Kofi Kingston is up next. He was in orange gear. He had unicorn horn shoes on. Was packaged with an orange vest. And this strange strap-on device that went over his head. Oh, Unicorn Headhorn is what it was. My apologies. Next up, Seth Rollins. Packaged with the WWE title. Was wearing his neon yellow and black outfit. And last in the line, Xavier Woods. He was in orange gear to match Kofi's. He had his Iron chic type boots on. Was packaged with Francesca. And the same Unicorn Headhorn that Kofi came with. And Jeff, that rounds out WWE Mattel Elite Series 52.
2: A lot of people have gotten that Braun Strowman signed in yellow paint pen. And I got to say, it looks really, really good.
0: It does. I've seen that one as well. And yellow's a great choice on that figure because he's got kind of the darker, like black and brown and green gear on. So yellow really pops off of it.
2: Right. Not a strong series. D'Lo and Ken Sham. Well, D'Lo was the best looking one. I'm going to admit it. I love the D'Lo figure in this.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's my favorite figure in the assortment. Seth looks good. Seth looks very good, but they've done a lot of good Seth Rollins figures.
2: True. But I honestly think the D'Lo Brown is the best one in
0: this series. I totally agree with you. Ken Shamrock could have been better. not saying I was disappointed in the figure, but I saw it and was like, "Mm, gonna pass. I think maybe Jax did it better, but uh, still okay. But you're right, Jeff. D'Lo, definitely the best figure in this assortment. Not a great series, but... Six out of ten.
2: Eh... Five and a half. Wow. Let's go over the eBay listings. Braun Strowman, there were none. Not even loose complete. So I did pull a listing. It was on April 15th. It sold with Christian. I think that was Elite 76. So it was Braun Strowman from Elite 52 and Christian from Elite 76. Sold for $42. Random pairing, but okay.
0: Yeah, totally random pairing. That's weird.
2: Dilo Brown with the European title chess protector last sold eBay listing was on April 8th for $44 on 32 bids. Ken Shamrock with the red robe last sold eBay listing April 2nd for $74.99.
0: Man, but I guess that's his only Mattel, so I guess that dollar amount makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Kofi Kingston with the
2: unicorn head horn. There were no mint on curds, so it was loose complete, even with the head horn. Last sold eBay listing loose on April 16th for $27 let's move over to Seth Rollins with the WWE title yellow and black outfit last sold eBay listing April 20th for $29.98 which was a buy it now and Xavier Woods Francesca unicorn head horn thingy again no mint on card but there was a loose complete last sold on April 20th for $40 on a buy
0: it now Loose 40 Wow.
2: I know. Do you have that figure?
0: I do not. No.
2: Well, you better go get it and then sell it loose.
0: No kidding. Jeez, 40 bucks.
2: Find it at a garage sale. Oh, speaking of garage sales, I just happened to be scrolling through Facebook, and you know how they have those Facebook videos that's kind of like TikToks? Yes. Some dude goes to garage sales and he videos it and then does the narrative over it. He walks in to this garage sale, First thing he picks up is an ultimate warrior pillow buddy for a dollar.
0: Oh, man,
2: dude. He shows it in the camera before he cuts away to his next object that he picks up for cheap. Dude, the thing was in almost pristine condition.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: He got it for a dollar.
0: Oh, my goodness. If those people only knew what they had. I know
2: they look kind of older, so I don't think they knew what they had.
0: No idea. Yeah, they
2: just threw it out there for a
0: buck. Oh, man, that's crazy. Good for him though, man. You don't come across those very often anymore.
2: Not often at all. So, all right, Scott, that rounds out the nostalgia segment. We do have a listener segment. What do you say we get into it?
0: Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners.
2: All right. First question comes in from the great Chad Young. Love this guy. He says, hey, Jeff and Scott, I often hear people create fantasy lineups for stuff like Hasbro or LJN, and rightfully so. But I never hear fans create fantasy waves for Tonka Wrestling Buddies.
0: Oh, speaking of, wow, segue right into it. So my challenge
2: to you is to make a future wave three, which hypothetically would have been released second half of 1992. And you have to follow these guidelines. Three faces. One heel, and he puts in parentheses, Damn it, Bruce. Heels don't sell merch, pal. (laughs) It's not wrong. (laughs) One tag. Bonus. One mail away. Can be wrestler, manager, announcer, etc. And I know where he said announcer and I know where your head's going, Scott. Mm -hmm. All of your wrestling buddy choices must come from mid-91, early-92. Say Rumble-92 At the latest, my choices would be Texas Tornado, British Bulldog, Bret Hart, Earthquake, and he put in parentheses, personally not picking Taker only because Wave 4 needs him. Tag Team, Rockers, in Green and Black.
0: Very nice. That is a strong assortment right there.
2: Mail away,
0: Sid Justice.
2: He loves Sid, dude. He loves his Sid.
0: I was gonna mention, <laughs> I was gonna mention Chad because he's on a mission to collect every Sid figure now. Oh, he is. Yeah, which basically kicks off in '90, right?
2: Oh, so we got Hasbro, we got. Well, he's
0: kicking it off at Galoob, because that was the first Sid figure was the Galoob. So he's got the Galoob, he's got the ten-inch Galoob, he's got. Did they make? They made a Sid pillow buddy.
2: Oh, oh, that's right.
0: Yep, they made a Sid pillow buddy, then you go into the Hasbro, you got Just Toys Bend you got Toy Biz, ECW could have made them, the OSFTM ECW line, but yeah, he's on a mission to get every Sid figure now, and I'm here for it. I want to see how this goes.
2: Okay, so he said, mail Sid Justice, and he put in parentheses, must attain by purchasing Coliseum Home Video Editions of both SummerSlam 91 and Survivor Series 91, Ooh. and... Include 899 shipping and handling. <laughs> he also added, looking forward to your choices, reminder that Steve Hoker is not allowed to pick Nitro Girl spice.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't fit the time frame. <laughs> oh,
2: well, that was actually one of mine.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it wasn't to be a
2: pillow, buddy. Uh it says love you boys fig life for life Chad Young aka horror movie barbecue Chad thank you that <laughs> this is love hilarious. Chad
0: that dude has me laughing literally every single day on Facebook
2: Dude he's great man he really is Okay so we must follow the guidelines Scott three faces one heel one tag one mail away We will start with your three faces
0: Okay the three faces this is going to be hard. I'm not going Virgil. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. How about I go with my announcer first? Okay. I'm going to go Macho Man.
2: Okay. So Macho Man as announcer would be your bonus mail away. Yes. Okay.
0: So that would be Macho Man and all of his jacketed and cowboy hat glory. Okay. Whew, man. This is so tough. You know what? I'm going to do my heel first also. Okay. Before I do the faces. I'm going to go flare. And flare would be in his robe.
2: Okay, that's perfect. Well, not Mr. Perfect, but that's a good trace. <laughs> uh
0: Let's see. 91. Okay. I'm thinking tag teams. <sighs> we so
2: the... we had the LOD. We had the Rockers. 91... He said 91 to 92. So technically the heart foundation were still around.
0: Yes. But you know what? I'm going to go the ones that make the most sense for a pillow buddy.
2: Bushwhackers.
0: I'm going bushwhackers. Yeah. Yeah. That was
2: actually a guess, but I'm glad you said bushwhack.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going bushwhackers because of the, it was all kids era right then. Right. Like these things were a hundred percent marketed to kids. And what better tag team to have than the one that was also marketed to kids? These guys were a bloody mess before they got to the WWF. And then they just completely flipped the script on these guys, and they became Hall of Famers. They became fan favorites, kid pandering, goody two-shoes, right? And it worked. And you've got to put the Bushwhackers as your tag team for the the pillow buddy line. Um, Man, I'm having a hard time with the faces because Chad took some really, really good ones. Let's go... Duggan. God, he took Texas Tornado and British Bulldog, and those are such solid ones. Uh, I'm going to go Bret Hart. Okay. Mm, Man, this is so tough. Duggan, Bret, and you know what? Sid.
2: You're going to go Sid?
0: I'm going to go Sid. (laughs) Okay. That's my pillow buddy assortment.
2: Okay. All right. All right. So I was kind of jotting it down. So I'm going to do a mail away. And when he said announcer, the first person that came to my head was Vince McMahon.
0: Interesting. So you don't think they do Piper? No. Okay.
2: So I'm going Vince McMahon as the announcer. Not completely similar to his LJN, the red jacket, but I think he goes, you know, maybe a blue suit or a nice uh, blazer. Okay. And the way that you obtain the Vince McMahon is you must send in 40... Barcodes of the WWF ice cream bars.
0: Forty. Fu diabetes kids eat the ice cream.
2: <laughs> dude, we didn't care about diabetes back in the days.
0: Absolutely not. So
2: forty. That is the magic number. 40, that you ma-
0: forty ice cream bars. Well, I mean,
2: kind of makes up for. Oh, plus eight ninety nine shipping. I like what Chad did there.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Why am I picturing the kids from South Park? playing World of Warcraft for like four straight weeks. Like how they looked at the end of that. That's how I'm picturing the kids of America after eating 40 WWF ice cream bars and God love them. I would have totally been on board just to get myself that pillow buddy.
2: Okay. Well, we were kind of out of the game. That's why we didn't get the pillow buddies back in the day, but yeah, good point. Okay. The tag team. Now this one I had to have time on because I could have gone heart foundation because the heart foundation were the tag champs up until WrestleMania 7, which was in 1991, but he said 1991 to 92. So do I go Nasty Boys since LOD was already made? I could go Nasty Boys because they beat the Heart Foundation at WrestleMania 7 for the tag titles.
0: Well, I think that would satisfy your one heel pick.
2: My one heel pick, I've already got that's special. Oh, I see. So I'm trying to decide, do I go Heart Foundation or do I go Nasty Boys?
0: Well, why wouldn't you do Natural Disasters?
2: When I think of Natural Disasters, I think late 92. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking that 91 to 92 era. Okay. So I think I'm going to go Nasty Boys as the tag team.
0: Okay. I like that. I mean, that would make great looking pillow buddies. Very colorful. I like it. So, my heel will be
2: Mr. Perfect. Okay. And, for a touch, they're going to put the icy title on him. I like it. Similar to what Brian Tipping did that he sent us.
0: Yes, I'm actually looking at that one right now. Great looking pillow buddy. And I could see that being in that Tonka line as well. Love it.
2: So my, obviously I'm going to go with Bret Hart as one of my faces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bret Hart for you seemed like a no brainer. I'm actually surprised you didn't go Hart Foundation in your tag team, but Brett seems like a no brainer. I would have actually gone British Bulldog in mine, but Chad took him. So respect.
2: Brett broke out. So it was 91 to 92. Yes.
0: Yes. That definitely makes sense to put Brett in that.
2: Now he also said 92. So I may say, I would actually say Piper. Okay. I like that. And I don't know if this will make a lot of people happy or not, but I would do an updated Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan sells.
0: Oh, you'd have a repeat. Okay. You know what? That makes sense from Taka's standpoint. Well, I'd have a repeat, but it would be an updated look of Hogan.
2: Okay. Chad, thank you for this question. Thank you for making us laugh every day. And thank you for being you, man. You are great.
0: Yeah. We love you, Chad. And thanks for reaching out the other day about the He-Man figures. I'm good on that line, despite what Jeff says. I can't continue to collect He-Man. I'm all set there. And I hope you do well, my friend.
2: Chad, just message me and then we'll see what Scott needs and we'll have him send you the money. (laughs) We will make the decisions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just my handler for He-Man now, apparently.
2: (laughs) Chad, thank you again, man. Scott, next question comes, or I should say next trivia, comes from The Great. The Wonderful, the man that has now taken over our Instagram, The Great Ring Skirts. Let's see what Ring Skirts got to say.
3: What's up, Jeff and Scott? Ring Skirts coming to you live from the Wrestle Cave with yet another wrestling figure trivia question. I missed the last few weeks cuz I got preempted doing trivia questions for the uh, Westminster Kennel Club dog show. My apologies, but I think you'll understand. Sometimes we got to go to the dogs. This week, I want to ask you guys a trivia question about the Hasbro line you guys have recently talked about wrestling figure accessories and how important they can be. I want to see if you guys can recall the 20 Hasbro accessories that were released. couple rules to fit in that 20. I'm not counting what was released with the rings or the belts and the flags. Those aren't going to count. Um, each accessory only accounts once. So if an accessory was released more than one time... It only counts as one one time. For example, if an accessory was released with a tag team, only one of those accessories would count. If an accessory was repainted, we're going to count that. So if it looks different, we'll count it a second time. And if an accessory was remolded to be different from its original release, it will be counted again. I count 20. Can you guys come up with the 20 unique Hasbro accessories? Good luck.
2: All right, Scott, after another long deliberation of us sitting here awkwardly. <laughs> the power of editing. The magic of editing. We have come up with you have, you said 18, I have 14. Yeah, but one of mine is a question mark. There's a couple of question marks that I have as well. Okay. Okay. So do you want to go back and forth?
0: I'd actually like to start with my question mark if I could. Okay, what's your question, Mark? So Nate specifically said if they were a tag team, and I'm reading that as packaged as a tag team together. If they each came with an accessory, it only counted as one. Okay, so obviously we can both cross off Demolition's masks.
2: So I have that down as an accessory.
0: I do as well, as one accessory.
2: Uh, Correct, correct. You can't do times two.
0: Okay, I have crossed that off my list. Here's the second part of that tag team question. The Bushwhackers were re-released as singles. Correct. Both of them came with a hat.
2: That you can't do times two. So from what I read is Nate's question.
0: Okay. So because they were singles, they don't count as two.
2: Correct. It would be like Luke and Butch both came with hats, but it's only counts as one.
0: Only counts as one hat. Okay. (laughs) So then, I okay, got it. So I'm crossing off one of the ones on my list.
2: So I have a question mark too, and I was hoping that you would be able to fill me in on this. Okay. I can't remember if the smoking guns hats were removable or not. They were not. So since those were not removable, they cannot be counted as an accessory. That's correct. All right, so
0: that yeah, one. an accessory is something that like attaches and removes from the figure.
2: Okay, so that is off my list. So now I only have thirteen. Okay. Okay, so now do you want to go back and forth? Let's do it. Okay, you go first.
0: Mountie shock stick.
2: All right, I will mark that one off my list because that was one of my 13. Okay. Frankie.
0: Okay, I'm crossing that off of my list. I had that one as well. Duggan number two's flag.
2: Duggan's two by four. Okay. God, why are my pens breaking? <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh the million dollar belt. Okay. I will cross that off my list. And I didn't count that one twice. Although I believe one of them is longer than the other. Does that count? Because he did say if it was remolded, I'm wondering if the second million dollar title, because it's a little bit longer would still count as a second. Like if you I, put the million dollar title twice.
2: No, I wouldn't. I think million dollar title is counted once.
0: Okay. Then I have it scratched off my list.
2: I will go Jake Roberts, Damien.
0: Okay, I have scratched off Jake's snake. Uh, Undertaker's jacket.
2: All right, I will scratch that one off as I had that one as well. Uh, Demolition masks.
0: No, okay, I had already scratched that off mine.
2: Oh, uh, do you want me to go again? Yeah, go again. Bushwhacker's hats.
0: Uh, Okay. Uh, I had already actually scratched that off mine too because we had discussed.
2: Okay, do you want me to go again? Go again. Honky's guitar. Okay. I'm running out of answers now.
0: (laughs) I've got a few more. Okay. Boss man's nightstick. All right. I will cross that one off. Now my pens are dying. Buy a shirt so we can buy pens. <laughs> Please support the podcast. <laughs> buy a shirt we, so we can afford pens. We
2: can't afford pens anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, we're, we're shilling all of our dollars into our gas tanks. <laughs> Ain't that the truth.
2: Uh, I'm going to say Papa Shango's necklace.
0: I did not have that. Well done, dude. Oh, thank you. I'm writing that down. Okay. With my one good working pen. Buy a shirt. Brutus Beefcake's Shears from Brutus number one. All right.
2: I will mark that off. All right, Scott. Razor's Gold Chain.
0: Okay. Scratching that off mine. Ricky Steamboat's Wings.
2: Oh. Damn it. Okay. Ricky's Bat Wings.
0: (laughs) Dragon, dude. Come on.
2: Oh, oh. Macho King, Scepter, and Crown.
0: That's two separate accessories.
2: Okay. Uh, okay, Scepter.
0: Well, no, it's okay. You can take them both.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to do Scepter and Crown, and that gives me times two, and that means I'm out right now.
0: Okay, so he did say, I should say, Nate did say, if the accessory was repainted, it would count twice. Is that correct? I believe that's what he said. So if that's the case, I'm going with Brutus number twos. Shears. Because Brutus number two had the black handle shears, and Brutus number one had the orange handle shears.
2: Correct, correct. Well done.
0: Okay, so I believe that leaves us a couple short. So should we consult Google now or Wikipedia, go through the list and see who we missed? Because I see we missed two.
2: All right, let's see if we can do this without Google real quick.
0: Oh, man, see, I get real weird with series, say, three four and five because the red card was series seven eight that was series eight
2: yeah so that was perfect bigelow no accessories brett
0: oh dude did nails come with a nightstick
2: nails did not come with a nightstick i actually had to okay okay um did was there anybody with sunglasses
0: not removable
2: okay i didn't think so because machos was on sean's was on Nails did not come with a nightstick, but that would have counted twice, wouldn't it, or?
0: Uh, it? Since it came with a different figure, I would say yes. Also, didn't we get a question about sunglasses from Nate on the Hasbros th- already? Th- yes, we did. Yeah, because the Nasty Boys, they were the last ones we had to come up with.
2: Or I thought he had a uh, cranium accessories.
0: Oh, okay. Right, right, right.
2: So like Sergeant Slaughter's hat and the Smoking gun
0: Right, hat. Okay, yes. Sergeant was- Slaughter didn't come with an accessory, right? He just came with his finger out, right? I think so. I'm also trying to think of the animals that were in the Federation at the time. British Bulldog did not come with Matilda. I think Matilda was long gone by that point. We already got Frankie. We already got the snake. The tag teams, it was only demolition with the masks.
2: Correct, because the shoulder pads were molded on on LOD.
0: Right. Nasty Boys didn't have accessories. Rockers, bushwhackers, none of them had accessories. Do we consult? I think we have to. We're too short. Yeah, I think we got to go to Wikipedia or Wrestling Figure Database. WrestlingFigureDatabase.com.
2: All right, we're starting all the way at Series 1. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Akeem, Andre, Axe, Bossman. Got that. Brutus. Got that. Hogan, Jake, Mm-hmm. Macho, Rude, Warrior, Million Dollar Man, Smash.
0: Okay, we have Series 1 covered.
2: Okay, series two. Dusty, Duggan. Got it. Honky.
0: Mm-hmm, got him.
2: Hulkster, Jimmy, Million Dollar Man with the Longer Belt.
0: Yeah, but we only count it once from what you were saying.
2: That's the way I interpreted it. That'll be one of the answers if we can't figure it out. Warrior, Piper, and Macho King.
0: Okay, and Macho, Man, or Macho King had two accessories, the crown and the scepter, so that counts as two. And then possibly, as we had talked about before cheating... We had talked about, does the different length belt count? Otherwise, if that does, then I think we were only missing one.
2: Okay, Okay, so the tag teams, Bushwhackers, Demolition, Rockers. Okay, so we counted one mask. Series 3, Bossman, Brutus, Earthquake, Greg Valentine, Hogan, Coco, Mr. Perfect, Texas Tornado, Sergeant Slaughter, Typhoon, Ultimate Warrior, Purple Trunks. Series four, Brett, Bulldog, Ricky Steamboat, and Undertaker. Okay. Then there were the tag teams, LOD and Nasty Boys. Okay, series five, the worst Hogan of them all. Yes. IRS, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, Mountie, Macho, Rick Martell, Sid, Skinner. His hat wasn't removable,
0: was it? No, it was not.
2: Virgil... And Warlord.
0: Okay, no accessories there that we missed.
2: Okay, Series 6. Berserker.
0: Oh! Berserker had the cloth.
2: Oh. Okay. Tito Santana, Papa Shango, Repo Man, Ric Flair, Tatanka.
0: Okay, so we missed Berserker, so I think there's one more.
2: Okay, so... Man, we just talked about Berserker last week, too.
0: How embarrassing.
2: Uh, Series 7, Yellow Cards. Crush, Kamala, Nails, Owen, Razor, and Sean. Okay. Red cards, Yoko, Undertaker, which we got. Mr. Perfect, Lex Luger, Brett, and Bam Bam. Okay, Series 9, the purple cards. Duggan, Million Dollar Man, Doink, Rick and Scott, and Scott and Rick, the Stoner Brothers.
0: The Stoner Brothers, yeah. Scott, Rick, and Rick Scott.
2: Yeah, Tatanka. Series 10... Bushwhackers. So we got their hats. Marty Mm -hmm. Giannetti, Razor, Giant Gonzalez, Head Shrinkers, Sean. Then we go to Series 11. It's the green cards. It's Atom Bomb, 123 Kids, Smoking Guns, Crush, Ludwig, and Yokozuna.
0: Okay. So my guess is the longer belt, Nate, is the one that we missed. And Berserker's Jacket, which we talked about last week, and I'm so embarrassed. Is it though? It has to be. You just ran through. That was like a nostalgia segment right there. That's true, huh? Yeah, you just literally ran through the entire Hasbro line. Okay. So,
2: yeah, it's got to be the longer belt.
0: Okay, so we need clarification from Nate or the second Bushwhacker hat counted. It's got to be one of those two.
2: Nate put all 20 pictures out on Instagram.
0: (laughs) So, I'm going to call it that we missed uh, Berserker's uh, coat or jacket or whatever you call that.
2: Unless we miss something. I just went through the nostalgia segment, as you said.
0: I'm going to call that impressive. Not perfect, but impressive.
2: So we're Mr. Impressive?
0: We're Mr. Impressive.
2: (laughs) Nate, we always enjoy this, and you're doing a hell of a job on the IG. Thank you for taking that over and lifting that load off my life. Thank you, Nate. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers.
1: Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my bi-weekly question it's been almost a month since my last submission i want to give some updates first uh a reply to scott i told him this already but when i did my vinyl hunt why did i not pick up kisses creatures of the night well simply put i didn't find it these stores i was going to wasn't necessarily plentiful when it came to Vinyl selections, I mean, if I wanted to go other bands, you know, potentially, but with KISS, pretty much what I bought was all that I seen. And if I didn't buy it, I already owned it because I think I seen Hotter Than Hell at a store after I had already bought it earlier that day at another store. I'm working on having a pretty big KISS collection. I am buying the original release CDs, the remastered CDs, original issue for vinyl or original ish. Because it seems like back then there were a lot of different issues. And 2014 180 gram vinyl, which for those who don't know, which I'm fairly new to, uh, it's a thicker vinyl. It's a pretty thick record. And I'm also buying up Kiss cassette tapes too. Enough of that. A nice little update to my Britt Baker collection. So after I bought and found the Chase, I realized that I never bought her micro brawler. Well, technically I did, but when those came out on pre-order, I ordered a Britt Baker one, but that was for my wife because she is a dental assistant and likes to collect Britt Baker stuff herself. And since money was a little tight at that time, and the Danhausen one was coming out around that time, the Macho Man ones came around around that time, I was only allowing myself one AEW micro brawler, and that was Brody Lee. Luck would have it, I was at AIW last weekend. And at this point, I wasn't trying to spend any more money. I spent enough on two meet and greets, one of which being Minaro Suzuki. And I was also doing a little road trip down to Columbus for the weekend for some other wrestling shows and hanging out down there for the rest of the weekend. So I was, I really was pumping the brakes on spending any more money. Well, I happen to notice on the AIW merch table, they had a signed Britt Baker micro brawler and they were only charging $100 for it. From what I've seen on eBay, they have been going for $70 to $80 unsigned and on top of that, there was one listed at the time for $75 with $7.50 shipping so I figured under $20 for a signature and I get it right now I think is pretty good Because even if I were to go on eBay and buy that one and, you know, get it signed eventually, I'm probably spending more than $100 total. So I needed to jump on this. Now, I noticed it before the show, and I kind of made a promise to myself, if it was still there after the show, I would buy it. End of the show came, it was still there, didn't want to spend the money, but I was afraid someone else was going to eventually buy it, maybe even at the next show. And maybe the price could have got raised at the next show, too. So I had the strike while the iron was hot. And now I own a signed Rip Baker micro roller. I'm not sure if I'll get the Chase signed, but I do know I now need to go get the Blood and Guts figure. Apologies for all of that being so long. I hate taking up too much of this show. So I'm going to hit you with a real easy question, but it's a real personal question. And it's one of those things people don't talk about, but there's nothing wrong about talking about it. I want to know what deodorant do you guys use? Me personally, I'm an old spice man. I have used old spice pretty much, I don't want to say my whole life, because obviously when you're you're real little, you're you're not wearing deodorant. But from when I started wearing deodorant, it's been pretty much old spice. My dad was a huge old spice person, even having the old spice after shave. So I just grew up around it. I currently have four different scents in my bathroom for my old spice. The thing about sticking with one is eventually like you kind of don't sell it as much anymore. So I wanted to kind of keep as the sense going. So my four scents are fresh, which is a very nostalgic scent for me. It's like the one I got in fifth grade with our like little puberty class where, you know, all the boys in the grade go in one classroom, all the girls in the grade go another classroom and you get kinda These little packets, and I don't remember what else. There's probably videos that we had to watch. But anyway, so Fresh, Pure Sport, Swagger, and Bear Glove. That's the order I use. That will do it for me. I've talked enough. I will talk to you guys in two weeks. And a huge shout-out to Scott, because you talked about it last week. Three weeks from the day of this recording, if you guys are recording on the regular day, Mexican Pizza. It's coming back and I cannot wait later guys
2: thank you Justin for your question so Scott I don't know if this happens to you and by the way did he answer all your questions regarding kiss
0: <laughs> yes definitely and congrats on the Brit Baker um micro brawler that's awesome
2: I'm glad when he did the math it made a lot of sense for him to break it all down and stuff like that so oh
0: totally yeah totally made sense okay
2: so for the deodorant I
0: use degree which is
2: some 18 pack you get from Costco <laughs>
0: Is that is that approximate or exact?
2: Could be a 24 pack that you pick up. <laughs> um no, it's like six sticks or something like that. But I use that. However, I don't know if this happens to anybody else and I know this does happen to other guys at least, but sometimes you get a your body gets accustomed to that deodorant and it starts rebelling against that deodorant. So, hmm. what I do is I will lay off my normal deodorant and switch up to a spray for about a month. I'll go through a can, and I'll use – actually, it's Celeste spray, so madly yes, but Jeffrey likes it too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well done, dude.
2: <laughs> Thank you. But I'll use her deodorant for like a month, and then I'll go back to my deodorant, and my deodorant uh, – it's like getting reaccustomed. You know, it starts smelling good. So that's the deodorant I use is the Costco 29,000-pack. Um, I use again, that. an
0: approximation,
2: uh, rough, rough guesstimate.
0: Yeah. Give or take a couple thousand,
2: but that's the one I go with.
0: Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that, that bodies could get accustomed to a deodorant and like, just no, I'm going to stink. I don't care what you're putting under my arms. I'm going to stink. So I'm like, Justin, I'm an old spice guy, the old spice pure sport. I can't use the gel ones because those don't agree with me at all. I get okay. all bumpy and rashy, and then I have to use a topical cream. Okay. okay. So, yeah, pretty much the, uh, the solid white stick, pure sport, Old Spice. That's me.
2: I was laughing when he said dad would use the aftershave because our dad did the same exact thing.
0: Yeah, the old school white ceramic bottle of Old Spice with the gray pop top. Yeah,
2: I always wanted to see that used in wrestling matches. I wanted to see if uh, it would shatter over someone's head.
0: (laughs) I think it was unbreakable. That's why all the dads (laughs) had it. They could drop it in the sink. Didn't matter.
2: I'll tell you what, though. When you smell that nowadays, you just think of being back in the house.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, it takes you right back to your dad, 100%.
2: Yep. Oh, man. It's funny just thinking about that. All right, uh, Justin, thank you for your question. Congrats on the Britt Baker. Good job on doing the math, man, because that makes a lot of sense. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that bi-leaky question. So I normally ask you guys Royal Rumble questions during January, but I figure I'd shake things up a bit as I'm currently filming the Royal Rumble for my pick fed, which you guys can check out on my YouTube channel, The Fort Sports Network. Check JT stuff out on The Fort Sports Network on the YouTubes. This week I wanted to ask you guys if you could play today and had all the WWE Elite Legends and Basics, how would you book a Royal Rumble match with them? Also, to answer your guys' question, Hideo won my pick feds' first Royal Rumble. Yes, I know, it's out of left field, but at the time I felt bad for Hideo Itami since he was getting booked pretty badly in WWE, so I gave him a huge push, making him winless and giving him the Rumble win while also leading up to the battle between him and Samoa Joe. As for Kevin Owens, there are big plans for him, assuming Conan's apprentice doesn't get in the way, of course. Well, make sure Conan's apprentice doesn't get in the way. Kevin Owens deserves everything.
0: He always wins. That's what I told my tag team partner, Big Josh. That's
2: right. That's right.
0: I gave him the Kevin Owens figure, but I, I put the stipulation on it. He always wins.
2: That's right. That's right. All right. Um, wow. Basic and Elite Legends. Okay. So, you know what? This kind of ties in with Chad's question, because he said 92 Rumble. So, like, I would use Smash, but he would also double as Repo Man, if that makes sense.
0: So, you're going to use your imagination since we haven't had a Repo Man figure?
2: Exactly. Okay. Um, I will have the Basic Sid in blue. And I'm not going to name off all 30 guys, but basically I would go with a lot of the 91, 92 guys that... Chad
0: brought up. So, like. So, you're going Sid Justice and not say like Sid Vicious or just Sid or Psycho Sid?
2: Well, I would use Sid in the Blue, the basic Sid. Yeah. So Sid that Justice. was Sid Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Nasty Boys would be in there. Brett would be in there. Jim Neidhart would be in there. So, a demolition, lot of Demolition,
0: Ni- Legion of Doom, the Bushwhackers.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. I'd throw a Demolition in there and stuff like that. The Natural that.
0: Disasters, because you always got to have your big men in there.
2: Yep. Roddy Piper, the elite legends that just came out, I'd throw him in there. Okay. So it'd be a lot of those guys if I were to book a Royal Rumble. My winner would be Ric Flair because Hogan would be crying like a little baby out on the outside, pulling Sid's arm, (laughs) and Ric Flair, in stop motion, would waddle over and dump (laughs) Sid out. Interesting. Thus recreating... The 92 Rumble.
0: Okay, I would put over Hall of Fame Yokozuna. That would be the winner of my Royal Rumble. And it would be very similar to the finish where he just pitched Macho Man up over the top. Dude, one of
2: the dumbest finishes of a Rumble ever.
0: uh, Okay, I could see that. I loved how it ended with Yokozuna just basically like throwing Macho Man off of him. But the fact that Macho tried to pin him in a Royal Rumble when he's like your wily veteran, I agree. Kind of shoddy, but it I mean, to the uneducated fan that made Yoko look super strong.
2: Eh, That's still bad.
0: (laughs) Eh, It was kind of bad, but I would still have Yoko go over maybe by doing a thrust kick on Hogan to eliminate Hogan last to make him look really strong or a double clothesline of Macho Man and Hogan over the top rope and Yoko wins.
2: Also, I'd have Shawn Michaels RSC exclusive in there too, because that was, oh yeah, you could have
0: him go the distance. Exactly, exactly. And get thrown out right before Hogan.
2: And Josh, thank you for your question. Also, check out the Fort Sports Network on YouTube and you can check out Josh's stuff. And that rounds out shows. We wanted to go over wrestlingtoytracker.com. Over there, you can find the carded and loose prices, three month average prices, I should say, from eBay on Galoobs, Hasbros, LJNs, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. You're going to do this one day, Scott what price shop you're going to do the uh outro one day
0: oh i'm gonna do the outro
2: yeah so be prepared
0: you better warn me ahead of time don't just dump it on me and be like you know what dude i'm gonna kick my feet up you go
2: <laughs>
0: i like, but i didn't I'll, script it
2: i'll give you a two hour uh window
0: you're so nice thank you the best
2: but <laughs> in the meantime check out wrestling toy tracker.com also check out our podcasting buddies you get you got Breaker and Bane, of course. They got retro talk. They got a Nickelodeon tournament going on. They got wrestling talk. They got movie talk. They got comic talk. They got it all going on over there at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, as well as Breaker's side projects, You Know It's Fake Right, and TV Toycast. And also, I want to throw it back over to the show that we were just on The Trap Door to Hell podcast where we talked about everything under the sun. We were kind of like Breaker and Bane. We were talking about everything. We covered the gamut. We did. You guys and your drinking, I swear. (laughs)
0: It's so much fun.
2: (laughs) But check that out, The Trap Door to Hell, on YouTube. Also, Steve and Eric did a show, The 93 King of the Ring. However, Eric ditched Steve, kind of like what Rick Martel did to Tito Santana. At WrestleMania 5. So Steve had to find a new tag team partner. And he brought on Joe from
0: the OVP podcast. But he really didn't want you on there, huh?
2: No, he hates me. He's sick of me, dude. He was hanging out with me two weekends in a row. <laughs>
0: He's like, Stop texting me about Eloy Jimenez. It's not my fault. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, dude. I texted him about Eloy and Luis Robert.
0: <laughs> the White Sox curse on your team. Oh, dude.
2: Oh, my God. That's what I've got going on right now. Anyways. Check out... Positively pro wrestling podcast where Steve talked about it was Spring Stampede. I want to say it was 1995 Spring Stampede.
0: Hmm, I'll have to check that one out. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Also, Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at
2: the Chick Foley show. They just had a show, fun show out this past week. So go check it out. You could hear Justin earlier from Wrestling Cheers. So go give that a listen where he talks AIW wrestling. RJ over at Ringside Rant, as well as his side project, reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Marty and Rucker do Boot to the Face where they talk wrestling and other little tidbits here and there. But check out Boot to the Face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And Scott, what you got with Drunk Wrestling History?
0: Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Eddie runs that social media account. Pretty active over there. But this past week's show was a wrestling card that each Eddie, Adam, and myself put together with wrestlers who have passed away. So we did kind of a, almost like a, if you could play today, Jeff, that we do with wrestling figures. We basically took a list of deceased wrestlers and put a a dream card together. And I think it was pretty fun. We had some good laughs. There were some interesting tidbits that were thrown in. Uh, Adam and Eddie got crazy with the the in-between match promos and all sorts of hijinks. I was a little more straightforward with mine, but uh, a lot of fun and uh, paying respects to the legends. So again, Drunk Wrestling History, you can find it pretty much wherever you find all your other podcasts at because we're Drunk Wrestling History. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk.
2: Just do a Google search for all
0: these podcasts. Pretty much. Or just yell at your Alexa.
2: Oh, well, <laughs> not all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause then she'll play Van Halen in Panama eight times in a row or jump.
2: <laughs> and then she'll also get mad at you like in the South park COVID episodes. Right.
0: Right. Gets an yes. attitude.
2: Also check out Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And every single day, Ryan buds does trivia, Buds,
0: Scott roll call, Jason Wolf. Check out his website, DoyleDraws.com. That's D O Y L E draws.com. He does amazing artwork. You can get in touch with them, commission some artwork for yourself. You won't be disappointed. Check out his custom chop shop. He's got some goodies coming your way that are super impressive. Again, Jason Wolf over at doyledraws.com, and Jeff going to throw it out to Outsiders Beard Company again, outsidersbeardco.com. They got all those essential oils and waxes for your beard to keep it looking and smelling amazing. Because you don't want your beard hairs smelling Smell like your, butt, like your hairs. butt hairs. Well, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, That's gimmick sorry. infringement.
2: Sorry. Sorry. My bad.
0: Don't don't trample my bit. That's my bad. That's outsidersbeardco.com. And Jeff, that rounds out that roll rounds call. That rounds out roll call. Okay. <laughs> this will be the first and last episode that you pull those shenanigans. <laughs> I,
2: I didn't pull any shenanigans. I was just, <laughs> I was actually mouthing the words and accidentally raised my voice a little bit.
0: So you're practicing for when I do the outro and I throw those bits to you. Well,
2: no, you have to do the whole thing.
0: The entire thing. I'm going to be like, and Scott, roll call. Go over to (laughs) DoyleDraws.com.
2: Go over to DoyleDraws.com and make sure that your butt hairs don't smell like your beard hairs.
0: (laughs) And Scott, anything else? Yes. Stay safe. Stay healthy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Head on over to Outsiders Beard Co. where he's doing some amazing artwork. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, What uh, happened? uh, I don't know. We went off the rails again at the end of the show. It happens. But that does round out the show. So, Scott, for episode 328, wait, I should throw it over to you. What the hell's going on? I don't know. I'm all over the place.
0: Stay safe. Stay healthy. (laughs) Fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. Is it my turn now? It's your turn, yes.
2: Okay, I want to thank all the listeners for listening to episode 328. Hashtag fig life. Adios. (laughs)